Welcome to the Why the West is Failing podcast. I'm Brendan Chilton, Director of the John Mills Institute for Prosperity, and I'm talking with John Mills, entrepreneur, economist and businessman, about his new book, Why the West is Failing. The UK economy is in dire shape, facing a cost of living crisis and a looming recession. If we don't tackle this problem, living standards will continue to fall and we won't be able to invest in our public services and pay for the costs of issues such as climate change and social care. John's new book outlines the economic lessons we can learn and the policies we should adopt to re-energise our failing economy. In this episode, we will be discussing economic growth and more specifically, the process by which growth occurs and the conditions we need to make it happen. So John, lifting the growth rate from 3.5%, which requires shifting 4% of GDP into investment, has a social rate of return of 50%. So what role does manufacturing play in this? Well, manufacturing plays a key role in getting the growth rate up because it's much, much easier to get increases in productivity in manufacturing than it is in services. So if you have an economy like ours, which is very, very heavily into services rather than manufacturing, the growth rate slows down. On the other side, you've got countries like China, where a much higher proportion of GDP, something like 30%, comes from manufacturing, and they're growing very much faster. So getting a reasonable proportion of your national income coming from manufacturing is absolutely key getting the growth rate up. So, John, when we talk about UK and China there, I mean, is that comparing like with like? Because China's got a massive population. It's a huge country. Is it realistic that we could achieve those same levels of growth that China have achieved? I think it is achievable. It's not the case that only large economies grow fast. You've got lots of small ones like Norway and Singapore, which have grown very rapidly as well. The key difference is what proportion of your GDP do you invest in manufacturing capacity every year? And ours is pitifully low. Of the really key sorts of investment in technology and and mechanisation and power, we invest barely 3% per annum compared to about 15% in China. And our level of investment is so low that it's hardly keeping up with depreciation. So it's not surprising you finish up with no growth. John, what do differences in price sensitivity have on the way that trade develops? I think international trade, especially in manufactured goods, is extremely price sensitive. And so if you overcharge the world markets, you lose share of world trade. If you've got a low cost base, you gain it. All the evidence suggests that our charge-out rates are far too high. We've deindustrialized, gone down from around about 30% of GDP coming from manufacturing as late as 1970 less than 10% now. So all the evidence is that we are charging far too much. And unsurprisingly, the investment rate goes down and so does the growth rate. The issue then is not the price of the material, it's the energy costs, the labour costs, the planning costs, the building costs, all those, if you like, supply costs that are attached to manufacturing that drive prices up rather than the material. If you look at manufacturing costs on average, about 30% are at world prices for machinery, raw materials and components. But 70% are in the domestic currency, and that covers everything from wages and salaries to overhead costs, interest charges, taxation, profitability, all the rest of it. It's the charge-out rate for that element that is so crucially important, and in our case is much too high. Actually, the UK economy is good at services, where we have all sorts of national advantages in our universities, in our skilled labour force, in our legal system, and our geography and our language, which we just lack in manufacturing. 
the trouble is that it's manufacturing, not services, which produce the growth. So if you bias your economy too much towards services, you finish up with a very low growth rate. That's our problem. The exchange rate, then, influences the ability of an economy to flourish. I think the exchange rate is absolutely crucial to whether an economy is competitive or not. And economies that are competitive tend to grow much more quickly than ones that are uncompetitive. You're never going to be in a situation where you're losing share of world trade, but growing faster than the world average. Just that won't happen. What you need to do to grow reasonably quickly is to have buoyant exports, high levels of investment. That's what produces high levels of productivity increase and rising living standards. And that's what we need. So, John... What conditions would be necessary to enable that level of growth to be achieved? If you like an immediate manifesto to get that growth rate up. I think essentially what you need is an exchange rate which is low enough to make it profitable to invest in new manufacturing capacity in the UK rather than somewhere else like China. And that's not what's been happening for a very long period of time. And the reason for that is because it's just more expensive to install most manufacturing capacity in the UK than it is in places like China and the Far East. That's our problem. Until we get that right, until we get the profitability of manufacturing up to where it needs to be, you'll never get the investment to take place to drive the economy forward. John, cheers for, for doing this podcast. I think it's so important that we understand more about growth and how we can get that level of growth we need. My pleasure. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you want to buy a copy of my book, please go to whythewestisfailing.com.